0: Hello friends, welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the Push show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. Carter, how are you this morning? I'm feeling great, ready to keep score as always. Fantastic, well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Blake.
1: Hello, my name is Blake Stevenson. I'm a classical vocal arts major at the University of Southern California. Uh, and I'm today drinking Yerumate, which is an Argentinian type of tea. However, it's been perverted into a popular energy drink, but it is still extracted from from tea leaves of the
0: same plant. There you go. Uh, Well, uh, thank you, Blake, for being here. And we also have
2: Eric. Hello. uh, My name is Eric Mosteller. I'm from the uh, tropical uh, paradise of Sandy, Utah. And um, for the past um, 15 years of my life, I've dedicated all my time to trivia and trivia crack and trivia competitions. And so no, that's not true. <gasps> I'm just trying to give myself the, the villain arc here so that when I lose, people root for it. People are cheering for that. So
0: <laughs> I see. Well, thank you, uh, Blake and Eric, for being here today. Uh, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one.
1: Yes, round one is our first general knowledge round, where you'll each get five multiple-choice questions, questions here with 10 points each.
0: All Blake, you're up first. Are you ready? I'm so ready! Okay, question one. What is the average weight of a female bald eagle? A, 10 to 14 pounds. B. 15 to 20 pounds, or C, 25 to 30 pounds. The middle one. Uh, no, it's actually a, a, 10 to 14 pounds. Uh, female bald eagles are larger than males and have an average wingspan of 6.7 feet. Despite their size and reputation as a ferocious bird of prey and national symbol, these birds only weigh on average between 10 and 14 pounds. The bird's uh, hollow bones make them lighter weight for their size, allowing them to fly and soar more easily. Question two. Which U.S. state is closest to Africa? A, Maine, B, Florida, or C, Hawaii? Oh, it's for
2: me. Oh, that's it's for you. Florida. Yeah,
0: that's you. So it's in Florida. Uh, it's actually Maine, uh, believe it or not. Uh, the uh, Quadi Head Light in Maine, which is also the most eastern, which is the easternmost point in the United States, is 3,154 uh, 3, miles from El um, Bedouza, Morocco. that's cool question three which of these colleges is located the most northerly a cal poly pomona b cal poly san luis obispo or c cal poly humboldt humboldt that's correct yes Humboldt's way up north uh toward Mm -hmm. the oregon border question four cory booker was the mayor of what city before becoming a u.s senator a new york city b newark new jersey or C, Stamford, Connecticut?
2: Newark, New Jersey?
0: That's correct. Yes! And uh, he's been a senator from New Jersey since 2013. And finally, question five. Before his partnership with Richard Rogers, Oscar Hammerstein II had a prolific collaboration with what other composer? A, Cole Porter, B, Irving Berlin, or C, Jerome Kern?
1: Is it Irving Berlin?
0: Uh, No, it was actually Jerome Kern. Uh, and among their works is Showboat. Oh, cool! Yeah. Alrighty, Eric, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Okay. Question one: Which of these animals have fingerprints that most closely resemble human fingerprints? A. Kangaroo. B. The Tasmanian devil. Or C. The koala. I choose C, the koala. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> Other primates um, have fingerprints, uh, but koalas' fingerprints have evolved separately from primate finger- fingerprints, and they're a marsupial. So, yeah. Mm. Question two One of the most chaotic years of the Roman Empire's existence was 193 AD, which was also known by what other name because of the number of people who claimed the imperial throne? A, the year of four emperors, B, the year of five emperors, or C, the year of six emperors. B. The year of five emperors. That's correct. Yeah. Um, my, I, I will say that my brother wrote this question, and his questions tend to be more difficult. Um, apparently, there there were years of four emperors and six emperors. The year of six as uh, four emperors was AD 69, and the year of six emperors was 238 AD. Of course, that so, There you go. But this one was five emperors. Question three. The sculpture progress of the state sits in front of the dome of what state capital of what of, of the state capital of what Midwestern state a Michigan B Minnesota or C Illinois. Hmm. A Michigan. Uh, it's actually B Minnesota. Oh, the uh, sculpture has a man riding a chariot drawn by four, ho- uh, four horses with the assistance of a pair of women. Question four. Which of the following is a piano piece by Ludwig von Beethoven? A, Für Elise, B, Gegenliebe, or C, Adelaide? Which one is? Yeah, is a solo piano. I should have said solo piano piece. Oh, uh, A. That's correct. The other two are his songs, are songs that he wrote. And finally, question five. On April 20th, 1979, President Jimmy Carter was attacked by what animal? While fishing, A the snake, B a shark, or C a rabbit.
2: Hmm. Mm.
0: Uh, C a rabbit. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, after news linked leaked, uh, leaked uh, it became sensationalized in the media. Uh, but it, in fact, the rabbit hadn't actually gotten that close to him. Apparently, he saw it swimming in the water. And he splashed, his, splashed some water in its direction. so
2: Dangerous. They can be very dangerous.
0: Yes. Well, and that's the end of round one. So,
1: Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Blake at 20 points and Eric at 40.
0: It's now time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, What German World War I flying ace shot down his 79th and 80th victims on April 20th, 1918, a day before he himself was shot down and killed? And the answer is Manfred von Richthofen, but you may know him better by his nickname, the Red Baron. So, that is the answer. Alrighty, and for this week's question, we'll ask... Richard Nixon's funeral took place on April 27th, 1994 at his presidential library in what California city? So have a think about that. Send me your answer and I'll announce the correct answer next week. All righty.
1: now it is time for round two. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes. In round two, you'll each get five open-ended questions on the same topic. Questions here are worth 20 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points.
0: All righty. Uh, well, I hope you two are as good at American history as you indicated on your uh, contestant information sheet, because uh, April 27th, is the, which is the date that this podcast will be released, is the birthday of a uh, former U.S. president, and that is Ulysses S. Grant. And so you both are going to get five questions about President Grant. Okay. So, Blake, uh,
2: you're,
0: uh, okay. Blake, you're up first. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Question one. Shortly after graduating from West Point, Grant first saw combat in what war fought from 1846 to 1848? So this is before the Civil War.
2: I have no idea.
0: Okay. Eric?
2: Um, um, the, the, I know it. it's there. Uh, it
0: wasn't, no, I don't know. Uh, this is the Mexican American War. The Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo ended the war on February 2nd, 1848, with Mexico agreeing to cede most of what is now the southwestern United States. Question two At the onset of the Civil War, Grant was living in the city of Galena in what Midwestern state?
2: He was living in Galena, Ohio.
0: Not Ohio. Eric? Wisconsin. Illinois, actually, um, the residents of Galena would later uh, give him a house now known as the Ulysses S. Grant home in recognition of his victory in the Civil War. Question three. From May 18th to, to July 4th, 1863, General Grant's forces lay siege to what Mississippi city, the Confederacy's last stronghold on the Mississippi River?
2: I don't know the answer.
0: Okay. Eric? Uh, Jackson? Uh, no, Jackson's not on the river. Um, it's uh, not far, from, though, from Jackson, Mississippi. This is Vicksburg, Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, Battle of Vicksburg. Uh, after the Union drove the Confederacy out of Vicksburg, uh, the Union had full control of the Mississippi River, effectively cutting off Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas from the rest of the Confederacy. The Battle of Gettysburg was decided on the exact same day, and the simultaneous Union victories are considered the turning point of the Civil War. Question four. Grant's terms as president fell entirely within what era in which Republicans controlled Southern legislatures and Union troops continued to occupy those states?
1: Um, oh, I have an idea. I am reclaiming this idea from my memory. The, is it, oh, this is such a
0: horrible, horrible guess, but is it like called the antebellum era? No, that's before the Civil War. Um, Eric?
2: I have no idea.
0: This is Reconstruction. Um. Uh, while during uh, Reconstruction, African-Americans gained the right to um, property ownership and were given citizenship, the era is considered a failure and that the country failed to protect black citizens from organizations like the Ku Klux Klan and that Reconstruction was succeeded by the Jim Crow era. And finally, question five. On December 12th, 1874, President Grant hosted the first state dinner at the White House for the king of what country whose monarchy would be overthrown in 1893? The French? No, Eric. Uh, the Italians. No, this is this is a bit of a trick question. It's actually the Kingdom of Hawaii. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, King Kalakua of Hawaii visited the U.S. for three months in 1874 and in, uh, in 18, 1874 and 1875, and was the first reigning monarch to visit the United States. His younger sister Liliuokalani. succeeded him in 1893 and she was overthrown as queen by american settlers in 1893. well eric um this is off to a great start um great yeah uh you ready for your five questions about ulysses s grant (laughs) yes okay question one grant led union troops in what 1862 tennessee battle that resulted in a union victory but was the costliest battle in the civil war up to that point i don't know Gettysburg. No. Blake? I do not know either. uh, This is the Battle of Shiloh. Uh, Despite the Union victory, Grant was criticized by the Northern Press for the high casualty numbers and rumors that he was drunk during the battle, which turned out not to be true.
1: Okay, that's a relief.
0: Uh, Question two. The Civil War effectively ended on April 9th, 1865, when Robert E. Lee surrendered to Grant at what Virginia location?
2: I should know this one. This one I should know. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I don't know. Okay. Blake? I also do not know. All right. This is Appomattox Courthouse. Um, the terms of the surrender later protected Lee from being prosecuted for treason against the United States. And the surrender came just five days before the assassination of President Lincoln. Question three. Grant briefly served as Secretary of War under what successor to Abraham Lincoln as president? But resigned after congress reinstated grant's predecessor edwin stanton but who was the president at the time is the question um i defer to blake Uh, blake i don't know andrew johnson uh was the the president uh johnson's sacking of stanton as secretary of war was a part of his strategy to remove the so-called radical republicans from his cabinet so that he can impose more lenient Reconstruction policies on the southern states. This, along with years of conflict with congressional leaders, led to Johnson's impeachment in 1868. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Question four. Late in Grant's second term in June 1876, General George Custer led the U.S. Army's 7th Cavalry Regiment to a serious defeat at the hands of the combined forces of the Lakota Sioux, Northern Cheyenne and Arapaho tribes in what battle?
2: Mm. Th- oh. What was that called? Mm. I can't remember.
0: Like, you know? I don't know. I do not know. Okay. As the Battle of Little Bighorn, or the Battle of Greasy Grass. Um, out of a force of about 700, 268 of the 7th Cavalry, including Custer himself, were killed in the battle. And this occurred during the Great Sioux War, in which the United States wanted to claim ownership of the Black Hills region from Native Americans. And finally, question five. After leaving the presidency in 1877, Grant embarked on a world tour, first arriving in England, where he dined with what queen?
2: Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth.
0: No, I don't know. No. Like the Queen of England, whose name was Gloria? <laughs> Victoria. Yes, Queen Victoria. Um, it, it was the first time that a former U.S. president was received by English royalty and established the precedent that a former president be introduced as such in official protocol. Grant circumnavigated the world and visited numerous heads of state during his two-and-a-half-year tour. Well, that's the end of round two. So yeah, if, baby!
1: Woo! Can you
0: please give us a score update?
1: <laughs> we have 10 points awarded that round to Blake. <laughs> and
2: Eric at 40. Blake, well done, well done. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Alrighty, now it is time for round three. So, Carter, can you please tell us the
1: rules? Yes, round three is unfortunately a lot like round two. In this case, questions <laughs> will be worth 30 points. If you get one wrong, your point will be answered for 15 points.
0: Fortunately, there are no Ulysses S. Grant questions in this round. Um, I feel like we did
1: Ulysses, Ulysses, Ulysses,
2: Ulysses S. Grant dirty, dude. <laughs>
0: uh they Sorry. they were tough i thought i thought maybe a couple of them were were gettable but anyway they they should have been
2: they yeah
0: should
2: have, i should have paid more attention incompetence on the part of the
0: of the of the of the participant let's say okay well it's done now so uh blake are you ready for your five questions yes is there but i have, no i'm not i have a quick question before uh, what, what is your wait
2: is there, uh, is there a theme for this round?
0: No, this no theme for this round. Just okay general knowledge. General knowledge. I, then I'm ready. All right. Question one: What interstate highway splits off of I five, heading north through Irvine, California? Ooh, interesting question. Is it the four hundred five? Yes, I four hundred five. I always take. Yeah. Question two: What twentieth century composer? is famous for his use of chance operations to decide what will happen in his, comp- in his compositions as inspired by his Zen Buddhist ideology. Is it John Cage? That's correct. And my fun fact for John Cage is that he attended Pomona College. That's sick. Yeah, and then he dropped out, so.
1: Okay, well, I mean, he's a legend, so. I don't...
0: Yeah, but chirp, chirp. Question three. How many canonical amino acids exist? Three. Not three. Eric? um seven final answer uh there are actually 20. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, there are more that have been synthetically made um, but there are 20 naturally occurring ones question four mammals can be divided into three main groups based on how their babies develop first and the most and least common groups are placental mammals and monotremes respectively what is the name of the third group found in both australia and the americas marsupials that's correct. Yes. Including, as we mentioned earlier, kangaroos, Tasmanian Devils, and koalas. Yeah. And finally, question five. On April 27th, 2014, what former Daily Show Correspondents show appear, uh, premiered on HBO? Trevor Noah? No, not Trevor Noah. Eric? Oh, uh, never mind. I'm talking Daily Show? Say that what again? What former Daily Show Correspondents show? premiered on hbo 2014 i don't know uh, this is john oliver
1: um, oh yeah sorry i was thinking, yeah, I was
0: thinking. Uh, and last week tonight with john oliver has won 23 emmy awards hmm. eric are you ready for your five questions no you... but let's <laughs> oh. okay. you got this Thank question you. one what interstate highway crosses northern utah from wyoming to nevada and has a brief concurrency with i-15 in salt lake city I-215. Or no, 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 I-80. I-80, yeah. Well, we'll, yes! We'll, we'll, we'll give it to you, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, 215 is a secondary interstate highway in the area, but yeah, I- I-80 crosses the state. um, Oh, okay. Northern Utah. Question two. What is the main component of pencils? You mean like what? Yeah. Uh, granite? Not granite, Blake. Is it graphite? It's graphite. Um, you're so close. Bro, you're so close. I They're both rocks. With a gra. I knew it was gra. <laughs> you knew it was a gra. Yeah. Yeah, you got the first three letters. Um, <laughs> even though most pencils are called lead pencils, it is just graphite, a form of carbon that allows you to write. Question three. What American inventor developed the concept for the single-wire telegraph system? Um, was it Tesla? Not Tesla. Blake? <sighs>
1: Was it Alexander Graham Bell?
0: Uh, no, not him. This is Samuel Morse. Okay. Uh, oh, also, my gosh! That's
2: so... Also, okay.
0: Yeah, who also developed Morse code, oh. uh, which allowed messages to be relayed over telegraph wires. Question four. The Caliphate of Cordoba uh, was ruled by the Umayyad dynasty that had previously controlled a vast empire that extends all the way into modern Pakistan before they were overthrown by the um, Abbasids. And they control. They they used to control what European peninsula? Uh, the Cal- the Caliphate of Cordoba, I should say, was is effectively was on what European peninsula? Uh, Italy. Not Italy, Blake.
1: Is it the Iberian Peninsula, which contains Spain and Portugal?
0: Yes, the Iberian Peninsula, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they ruled that peninsula from 756 to its collapse in 1013. Yeah. And apologies to my brother I had to reword the question because initially he was asking what was the name of the dynasty um and uh, I knew that that was going to be impossible and so I reworded it to uh, ask for the peninsula though I kind of reworded it di- weirdly so anyway finally question 5 on April 27th 2008 what double decker plane commercial plane had its first flight
2: I was on that flight no I wasn't Not really <laughs>
0: uh double
2: decker Amer- american no probably not maybe i'll
0: tell i'll give i'll give you uh that it's a french aircraft mm, I I think they're know. based in france it's one you've heard of really mm-hmm. i don't know okay blake air france no what's the name of the plane like what's oh, the name? Of the, plane? the name of the plane yeah Oh, they're headquartered in the netherlands and france what's the yeah it's the it's made by the european plane maker okay wait
2: i have a question are you trying to the model of the plane Yeah.
0: what's the model of the plane yeah
2: oh i have no idea
0: okay i debated whether i should make this multiple choice or not but um and put it in round one but maybe i should have done that uh, this is the airbus a380 oh,
1: of course
0: airbus yeah, yeah. so two full Two full rows or two that's full crazy. levels of, uh, of people yeah yeah i flew on um an a380 twice going to and from australia on <gasps> qantas yeah wow. it was a good ride it was fun
1: well that's the end of round three so carter can you please give us a score update we have blake at 150 and eric at 70. now it's time for round four so carter can you please tell us the rules round four is our showdown consisting of three questions for each of you uh questions here with 40 points each and we'll ask you to write down your answers to these questions or just otherwise make note of them
2: okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: all righty here we go question one what
0: iconic french composer conductor musician and pedagogue taught many famous 20th century composers and musicians, such as jazz trumpeter Donald Byrd, composer Philip Glass, and composer songwriter producer Quincy Jones. Who was the name of the teacher? He was a French composer. Uh, yeah, this person was a French composer, conductor, musician, and pedagogue. Do you have an answer?
2: Uh, Messiaen?
0: No. Eric, do you know? Hmm. no. Yeah, this is Nadia Boulanger. No freaking way. Yeah. Um, That's sick. Yeah, and her her other students, it's a who's who. Um, uh, among her other students is uh, Aaron Copeland.
1: That's and so many fire. Others.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Question two. What was the name of Adolf Hitler's 1925 autobiographical manifesto written while he was in prison in Hamburg? Blake, do you know? I believe I do. Go for it. Mein Kampf. Eric.
2: Yeah, Mein Kampf.
0: That's correct, yes. Okay. Um, it outlined his political ideologies. And finally, question three. Which US founding father was the author of Poor Richard's Almanac? Am
1: I, should I answer this?
0: Um, Eric, are, are you ready? Uh, yes. OK, yes. Blake, what is your answer? Was it Benjamin Franklin? Eric? John Adams. It was Benjamin Franklin. Uh, Franklin wrote the almanac under the pseudonym Poor Richard, or Richard Saunders, from 1732 to 1758. The almanac offered a mixture of seasonal weather forecasts, practical household hints, puzzles, and other amusements. Poor Richard's almanac was also popular for its extensive use of wordplay, and some of the witty phrases coined in the work survive in the contemporary American vernacular. For example, three may keep a secret if two of them are dead well that's the end of the game so Curtis, the can you please give us the final score
1: we have eric at 110 points and blake at 230. oh my gosh well congratulations blake you have won <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>
0: uh, do you have anything that you'd like to say i just want to say
2: uh i feel so horrible for missing all the ulysses as grant <laughs> questions. I, I feel
0: like a, I don't feel like an American. I feel like I just a, a little with a little kitchen wench that deserves to die. Yeah, but thanks. This was really fun. Fantastic. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Uh, thank you, Blake and Eric, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Lucas Hauser, Matthew Hauser, Tanner Tim, Lucas Lemonholm, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Uh, Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. You can find us on YouTube and also on Twitch if we ever decide to live stream another episode, which I hope we will. Twitch.tv slash Trivia Over Tea. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.